LBC News. It is 12.45. Let's go to the United States of America, Washington, D.C., and we're going to bring in Simon Marks to our conversation. And, Simon, actually, that news of the increased terror threat in Northern Ireland will be, it would be listened to in the White House and the State Department anyway, but look, there's a presidential visit on the cards, isn't there? Yeah, I think that's right, and I think they will be viewing this with concern in the White House because the planning is very much underway for President Biden to make a journey to both sides of the uh, border uh, to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday agreements. Remember the agreements that the United States helped broker uh, and that the Biden administration and successive presidents here have uh, very much uh, gone to the mat to uh, defend. Uh, now, obviously, any time an American president travels domestically or internationally, there are always uh, enormous security measures that uh, take place and accompany uh, the president. Uh, and uh, this warning from MI5, I think, serves to complicate some of the planning that is taking place within the White House for that visit. We know that Joe Biden is planning uh, to make stops uh, both in Northern Ireland and on the other side of its border. Uh, with the Irish Republic. Uh, there will certainly be threat assessments that the United States government will want to make. I'm sure that US intelligence will be reaching out uh, to MI5 for more information about what has led them to make the decision that they uh, have made today. Uh, and uh, I think it will be interesting to see if this has any impact on the president's uh, desire and intention to travel uh, to uh, Northern Ireland and the Irish Republic. Certainly, this is a very important trip uh, for President Biden, uh, who wants uh, not just to make it a hallmark of his presidency and create some fresh imagery, uh, offering uh, statesman-like images that he may be able to use in any re-election campaign that he decides uh, to kick-start. Uh, but also, it, it's a big moment for the United States uh, writ large because of the role that the U.S. sees itself as having played in uh, uh, preserving the Good Friday agreement, particularly in recent months when uh, the discussion was turning to the Northern Ireland Protocol, now safeguarded, the US believes, by the Windsor framework. So I think this is definitely going to be a new wrinkle uh, for the White House to think about as they continue planning for that trip. Simon, it feels we've had this conversation many times before, but you and I are going to discuss a shooting at a school in the States. Yes, absolutely. Uh, tragically, Nashville in Tennessee was the scene yesterday uh, of a shooting in a primary school that left three nine-year-olds dead and the head teacher killed alongside two other members uh, of staff. The investigation into the assault continues. Originally, police said that it had been carried out by a 28-year-old woman who had attended the school at some point uh, when she was a youngster. Uh, now it would appear that the suspect identified as transgender and used male pronouns, so that is adding some complexity to the investigation. For further uh, weaponry was recovered at the suspect's home last night by police. Uh, the suspect was brandishing two assault rifles and a handgun. Uh, when the assault took place at about 10.15 yesterday morning, 
classes, of course, were in session. Some of the children fled through a back entrance into nearby uh, woodland and parkland. The motivation for this assault, very unclear, although the suspect is reported to have left behind some kind of a manifesto and also maps of the school clearly indicating the the, uh, manner in which the attack uh, was going to unfold. So this certainly appears to have been premeditated and there was perhaps some connection uh, between the shooter and the school at the White House. President Biden. It's sick. You know, we're still gathering the facts of what happened and why. And we do know that as of now, there are a number of people who are not going to, did not make it, including children. You know, uh, the shooter in this situation reportedly had two assault weapons and a pistol, two AK-47. So I call on Congress again to pass my assault weapons ban. It's about time that we began to make some more progress. If he sounds like a man there who's uh, going through the motions, that's because he knows that Congress is not going to pass his assault weapons ban. Indeed, Democrats who now control the Senate uh, again said last night they won't even bring it to a floor for a vote because there is no prospect of it uh, being passed. Uh, There is no meaningful change in the calculus about gun control on Capitol Hill, even caused when uh, primary school children, in this case in Nashville, are targeted and so inevitably... And tragically, Martin, there will be another one along in a minute. Simon, thank you for that. Now, we've been reporting on some uh, developments for a great loss of life at a Mexican immigration detention center. This is right on the U.S. border, so northern Mexico and El Paso, Texas. What more do we know about that one? Yeah, this took place in Ciudad Juarez, which is just on the other side of the border from the Texas city of El Paso. And news has been coming in since uh, a blaze broke out uh, at around 10 p.m. local time uh, in the National Migration. Institute in that border city. It's a detention facility uh, where uh, hundreds uh, of detainees, possibly even more than that, uh, are housed as their various uh, applications uh, to cross the border into the United States are processed. It is unclear what caused this blaze, but there are reports from the scene uh, that there had been a a crackdown by Mexican uh, security teams on migrants in Ciudad Juarez earlier in the day and that tensions had been building at that migration centre between detainees and members of staff. Uh, It's reported uh, here now that at least 39 people were killed and 29 people injured uh, in the fire that uh, consumed at least part uh, of that migration centre. And certainly from the American side of the border, this is going to put fresh focus on the Biden administration policies uh, towards migration because remember uh, at the moment uh, they are still enforcing a Trump era policy that means any migrant from the south Uh, who claims asylum in the United States can be deemed a public health risk. This all uh, a result of COVID-19. And that can be used as a reason for sending them back across the border into Mexico, where they would wait in detention centres like the one in Ciudad Juarez for their applications for asylum to be processed. So I think President Biden may face some tough hours ahead, particularly 
from left-wing members of uh, the progressive flank of the Democratic Party who are going to want to know exactly what happened uh, in Ciudad Juarez at that uh, migration centre and they are also going to want to know whether any of those people who may have died had been sent back across the border by U.S. authorities. So this, I think, is going to complicate life for President Biden politically, uh, even amid the tragedy, as both governments, the U.S. and the Mexican government, will want to begin investigations into exactly what took place. And finally, let's just check in, if we may, on that grand jury doing its work in New York. But yesterday, they ended up without deciding this thing about Donald Trump. What's yep. what's going on, Simon? Another day of grand jury deliberations. More witnesses were testifying before the grand jury. This, of course, relates to the $130,000 uh, that the president uh, paid to porn star Stormy Daniels in the days leading up to the 2016 presidential election. The prosecutor in New York, the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, believes that it was a hush money payment designed to silence Ms. Daniels about her affair with Donald Trump and those are certainly the criminal charges that we believe he is preparing to lay against the former president. Were he to do so, Donald Trump would become the first ever uh, president or former president of the United States to face criminal indictment for any uh, kind uh, of activity. Uh, As you know, last week Donald Trump thought he was going to be arrested on Tuesday. Well, that never happened as the grand jury continued its work and the grand jury seems to be continuing to to grind away this week. Uh, The former president has indicated he thinks that the district attorney may be thinking twice, backing away over uh, his uh, plan to uh, bring charges uh, against Donald Trump. Uh, But it may well be that the uh, wheels of justice uh, in New York are simply grinding a little bit slower than the former president had anticipated. So I think we all remain on standby for an announcement. But it wouldn't come until the the grand jury completely its work because the grand jury has to take all the evidence from witnesses and then it has to vote on whether it believes that former President Donald Trump should be indicted. He can't be indicted unless the grand jury has voted in favour of charges being brought against him. So uh, all eyes remain on that courthouse in Manhattan and also on uh, Donald Trump down in Florida to see what happens in the days ahead. He likes the eyes on him, doesn't it, really? It probably is his, his, his happy state. Still uh, relishing that perp walk, if it ever happens. <laughs> Indeed it is, OK. Simon, thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, just starting his day in America.